You are Locked On Sooners, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma Sooners. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Sooners Nation, and welcome to the Locked On Sooners Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Make sure to tell them that Locked On sent you. Thank you for joining us. My name is John Williams. You can follow me on Twitter at John9Williams, and joining me today, as he does every day, is former Oklahoma Sooners offensive lineman David Walker. You can follow David on Twitter at D underscore Walk74. You can also hear him on the Iron Horse Podcast with NFL cornerback Brandon car david we got some breaking news that came down after we recorded yesterday's episode and big props off to sherry cole congratulations on a fantastic career but david she's gonna have to give you a a high five a little fist bump at some point because you went to you went to battle for her yesterday and then she decided to to call it a career literally took my microphone and charged up that hill to defend the honor of coach Sherry Cole against the naysayers. And as I'm going on my rant somewhere in Norman, she's typing up a really nice soliloquy about her 25 year career coming to an end in a retirement speech. So yeah, you know what? We got our wires crossed there a little bit, you know, yeah. but Hey, that's okay, Sherry. You know what? I'm still happy for you. And I think that, uh, and yeah, I this- think, I think I got the, I got your text about her retirement just as I shared your little two minute clip <laughs> to like our Facebook account, all of our, all the Facebook groups that, that we promote in and all that stuff. So yeah, man. Hey, you know, I, I, uh, I learned so much from you yesterday, but in case people didn't hear the show, I, I think it'd be great for you to just go ahead and give more backstory and, and pay homage to the legend that is Sherry Cole. Yeah. So, you know, I have an interesting relationship with Sherry Cole in that, my first two years of life, my dad was playing basketball at Oklahoma Christian University uh, for Coach Dan Hayes, and Sherry was on the women's team there for uh, Coach Stephanie Finley. And so my first two years of life, I'm around both the men's and women's team. So I've known Sherry since I was a baby. And then as I would grow up, uh, be recruited and go to you know spring game, I would see her on the sideline at the spring game, and she'd have her own recruits there. We'd end up, when I was playing at Oklahoma, we went to the same church. And then as I got into college coaching, I would work her camps in my path to get into college coaching. One of the things you do is you go work camps at different universities. She would always be gracious. Let me come and work her camps. And then when I was Arkansas, we competed against her there at Lloyd Noble. Uh, They beat us in overtime. It was, but it was a a great, great opportunity, a great environment. So I've had a lot of different experiences with her, including, you know, going to the final four, which is a big coaches convention Uh, for those of you that don't know uh, the final four men's or women's all coaches from all different levels of college basketball show up at whatever city that is huge coaching convention happening simultaneously. But in 09 and 10, they were in the final four and I was actually there on staff at Arkansas making the trip to the final four. And I would go down to shoot around and man, like she was the kind of person that she would see you, you know, I might not have seen her for a year or two, but it was like you, you just saw her, you know, yesterday and always a big hug, a greeting made everybody feel like they were the most important person in the room when she would address them. And never felt, uh, never forgot where she came from. You know, a small town girl from Oklahoma that made it big and got that job at 31 years old in Norman wow. at, at Oklahoma and kind of got in 
at the cusp of women's basketball becoming a big deal nationally. So I think it was the right place, the right time. She was the right person for that job in that, you know, she, she, if you were to take a person and say, you know what, we want to build something around this type of personality, the look, the charisma, everything about it, the, the Oklahoma background, you would pick somebody like Sherry Cole. And then she delivered the results as well. And then, you know, 25 years strong. Yes. The last few years, I'm sure she would have liked to get more W's, but this particular season, they were playing with six players sometimes. Wow. I mean, they basically got down like the seven man rotation out of necessity with COVID and they, they lost in overtime and had they beat Oklahoma state in overtime in the big 12 tournament, they're going to be in March madness. I listened to Jessica Cootie talk about that today, even at 12 and 12, she felt like they should have got in that they got snubbed mm-hmm. and that, you know, if they win that game in overtime, they finished at worst 13 and 11 and they're in. But I just think that it's interesting because if you look at the parallel between her and Bob Stoops, they both retire in their mid fifties, seemingly in the prime of their life, prime of career, but they were secure enough and confident enough in what they've done to walk away and be at peace with it. I think that's really unique in the coaching world because so many coaches have their identity wrapped up in those wins and losses and that schedule. And, and that's, that's hard to step away from. So big shout out to her for being able to do that. Yeah. It's not often that a, a coach is able to walk out on their own terms, you know, either age kind of catches up with them and they're forced to, to retire due to health reasons, or, you know, they maybe overstay their welcome a little bit, you know, a legendary coach just is there a little bit too long, but yeah, I mean, she's still had a very competitive team, even though they just finished 12 and 12, as you mentioned, COVID was a big factor in the way that their season went down. And I think she's, you know, it's right to put her in the conversation with the legendary coaches at OU. I mean, you, you mentioned it on yesterday's show, three final four appearances, no other men's basketball coach has more than one. I mean, that's fantastic. Like in college basketball, which is honestly maybe a little bit harder to reach that kind of pedestal than maybe mm-hmm. a national championship game in college football. Like, I mean, it's really hard to get into a BCS championship game, but is it harder to reach a final four? I mean, maybe, I don't know. I mean, it doesn't happen very often. I mean, Oklahoma's done it three times in their history and on the men's side, the women have done it three times in the last you know 25 years or so. I don't know. It, it, I just got to thinking about that yesterday. Like what, what is the harder accomplishment? And we can talk about that on a later show, but I mean, congratulations to Sherry Cole on such a fantastic career. And we'll definitely dig into more of what does this mean for Oklahoma in the future? Where are they going to go with their next head coach? Uh, and we'll, we'll kind of break down who we think it should be on a later show, but we definitely want to pay a tribute to Sherry Cole and the fantastic coaching career. David, real quick, just give me kind of one of your favorite memories specifically about her time at Oklahoma. You know, I think it goes all the way back to 2002 and just the, the meteoric rise from, you know, I mean, we're talking 12 years after they canceled the program that they're in the national championship game against UConn, you know, that they win that semifinal game and just the exuberance and just this like, the fact that the state of Oklahoma was excited about women's basketball in Norman and just this, like, it seems so foreign and so improbable. And I I think that it's hard to, once you create that very similar to Bob getting to a national championship in year two, once you get to the summit and yes, they didn't win it. They ran into UConn, which who hasn't ran into UConn in women's basketball at some point. Right. But 
that that particular moment to me was Stacey Dales, that team breaking through that ceiling to get to the national title game all the way there to the finish line. It, I, I think that's that was the pinnacle. And she rode that out for a long time. She made two more Final Fours, I think, validate everything. She got inducted into the Hall of Fame. So all that stuff is great. But I think it all comes back to me to that particular run. And then not just that, though, John, I think that that is the on the court moment. I think the other things is that for 25 years, she's carried herself in a way that makes the university proud, mm-hmm. class, grace, uh, humility, you know, and just a, a, a person that when you see her, you think Oklahoma. And I think that's what's going to be neat about similar to what Bob is doing in the, in the booth. I think Sherry's going to have those same opportunities to be, you know, a, an ambassador for Oklahoma basketball for many, many years to come. Yeah. And she's definitely going to be one of those names that needs to find a, a job in a booth somewhere. Uh, someone who's very eloquent, knows the game, obviously, but has that personality that'll just thrive in a women's college basketball booth. I, I ESPN, Fox Sports, if you're listening, go hire our girl, Sherry Cole. She she will make your studio a lot better. Uh, get her a play-by-play job or a color job, whatever you whatever job you want to give her, she'll thrive in it. So we'll continue to talk about Sherry Cole's departure. Uh, we'll talk about what it means for Oklahoma women's basketball down the road. Uh, but before we get into the next segment and where we're going to talk about the things going on with the men's basketball team, I want to talk to you a little bit about rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. You can go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low, and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts at a storefront auto parts store when you can go to rockauto.com and save? So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. I also want to talk to you about our friends over at Country Leisure. Are you ready to get into pool ownership? Are you trying to create your backyard oasis getting ready for the summer of 2021 well the people at country leisure in more oklahoma are the experts in the industry at getting you set up with above ground pools or hot tubs now you're asking yourself why an above ground pool well it's the quickest and less expensive way to get into pool ownership they can get you installed in one day in most cases are you not in more are you not in the oklahoma city metro area it doesn't matter they can get you anywhere that you need them to get to you are you in tulsa enid Ada, Ardmore, it doesn't matter. The people at Country Leisure, they'll come to you. They'll set your pool up, in most cases, in one day. They can get you creating that backyard oasis, that relaxation atmosphere for your friends, for your family, help you to rediscover your passion for life and find an opportunity for you to, to relax, get your body right, get your mind right. Get out from in front of the TV, get outside, enjoy that, that fresh air, that sunshine, the vitamin D, you know, we're in March madness now, but summer is right around the corner. No better time to get into pool ownership, to get your hot tub set up than right now. So call the people at country leisure at 405-799-7745 located off of I-35 in Moore, Oklahoma. You can go to countryleisuremfg.com or you can call or text at 405-799-7745 country leisure, just add water. 
And betting on the Oklahoma Sooners doesn't have to be a guessing game. Betting on March Madness doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcasts. And as we continue to dig into March Madness, uh, Sherry Cole's retirement, kind of great news for her. She's going to get to go out into the right off into the sunset, do whatever she wants to do in this next stage of life. Bad news for Oklahoma women's basketball and for us that cover the team. But then there's some more bad news that came on the men's side of the of the uh, basketball bracket with Oklahoma as Davion Harmon has tested positive for COVID-19 and he will be out this week against Missouri and potentially out against Gonzaga if they are able to reach the second round of the tournament. And David, man, I've been building up Davion Harmon for the last week. I, I don't, I'm sure you've listened to the show, but I've been asking Lon Kruger to give Davion, Davion Harmon more opportunities to run the point to allow Austin Reeves to take a step back and not have to carry everything. Well, now what does it do for Oklahoma basketball that Davion Harmon is out? Can I throw you a curveball? Yeah. Okay. I think that Oklahoma's chances of winning in round one are better, and it has nothing to do with Davion Harmon's game. It has everything to do with Oklahoma's mentality of having a chip on their shoulder and being able to manufacture an edge that they haven't had, honestly, since the Alabama game. Mm. And that's that's really, to me, the last time Oklahoma was – just getting after people defensively and making, you know, just making their presence felt and and they hadn't arrived yet. And in that game against Alabama, they won down Austin Reeves and Alondis Williams at the time, two of their five starters were out that game and they found a way to win. So when I look at this particular matchup, I think on paper, Oklahoma, Missouri could go either way. It's eight, nine matchup. You can always kind of flip the coin on that, but I think they can get this win. I think that Austin Reeves has heard all the talk for the last week or two about his game. And I think there will inevitably be some some things that will have to take place because of Davion's absence that Austin doesn't have to worry about, well, should I get the ball to Davion more? Now it's like, no, now I actually have to do the things that some people might not like because there's going to be some things I have to do to get this win. And he can go be the guy that got 40 at TCU. He can go be the guy that... You know, he there's a first team all Big 12 guy. Now, I still think that they are a sum of their parts team and they're they're at their best when all five guys are involved and they're moving the ball, they're making an extra pass, they're getting high quality shots and they're taking care of the basketball, they're getting into the bonus early, they're defending hard. Like all those things are gonna have to happen, whether Davion was in the lineup or not. So right. I think that their margin of error is gonna lie in the fact that can they get defensive rebounds, which Davion's not necessarily helping them out on that side of it. And can they get to the line, which Austin Reeves does a great job of? Can they knock down three-point shots, which they really – that's going to come down to Emoji Gibson and Brady Manick. And that's going to be – that. I mean, I think the things that you look at and say, what's it going to come down to? I think you're going to get what you're going to get from Davion. But I, I do think they can overcome this. I don't, I don't think this is like a death sentence for this team in the first round. I think they can overcome it. Can they beat Gonzaga without him? I don't know. Is how much better is Gonzaga than Alabama? I, I, I can't say because they play in the West Coast Conference. So it's really hard to say. Um, but I, I do think that they're going to have a lot of reason to to be a Cinderella now. And maybe that's where they're at their best. 
Yeah, and certainly when everything was kind of, or everybody was kind of writing them off earlier in the season, that's when they kind of started to find their their groove a little bit more. When the chips were stacked against them, they found a, a way to to overcome things and, and play good basketball. I think the thing that I'm I'm mostly concerned about is just the wear and tear on Austin Reeves. I mean, you know, I think some of the struggles down the stretch are the fact that these guys are playing so many minutes. I mean, oftentimes they're playing 38, 40 minutes a game. And yeah. when you have a guy like Davian Harmon who can run the point, you know, for a few minutes in the first half, uh, you know, in the middle part of the first half, middle part of the second half, and you're not having Austin, you're not having to have Austin Reeves be the guy penetrating every single time. Yeah. It just helps keep him fresh. And so I wonder what they're going to do maybe a little bit differently. But to your point, I mean, Austin Reeves, he's at his best when he's got that Baker Mayfield kind of chip on his shoulder and he's playing a little bit angry. And so mm-hmm. it'll be really fascinating to see how they respond and how he responds to not having one of their starters. And to, to me, one of the other issues is they've been playing with such a short bench anyway. Right. This is just another guy out of their rotation. And so, again, mm-hmm. against Missouri, it may not be as much of a factor, but against a, a team that is theoretically as good as Gonzaga is, it could be a huge factor. But again, if you're going to doubt the Sooners, then they're going to show up and, and surprise you a little bit. Yeah. And the, the hard part is you don't have a guard to replace Davion Harmon with. Yeah. You're going to have to absorb his minutes with a little mer, more, <laughs> mer, more Kerr. That's what I was trying to say. That's right. More little, King Queth. Yeah. A little more King Kerr Queth. Um, and then also more Alondis Williams. Yeah, And Alondis Williams has shown some flashes of being really effective. And, you know, March Madness does some crazy things sometimes. And sometimes you'll have guys just step up and they're kind of ready for that moment. And they make those plays. And they, some guys play outside of themselves a little bit on those stages. And I also see great players shrink up in those stages. Right. I mean, you see it on every team if from different conferences. I mean, not every team, but you'll see it all across the bracket. Some some obscure school, their best player won't show up in the tournament. They'll just have a bad night. It's too big of a stage for them. And other guys just come out of nowhere. So it's going to take some some unconventional things taking place there. But there's no like, okay, we'll just sub this guard in for Harmon and it'll, we'll work it out. It's going to have to be, you know, move Manic out of the five spot, having play some four, have him and Kirkwith play together some. More Alondis Williams trying to create off the dribble under control. Uh, those are the things that's going to have to take place. But – yeah, it is definitely unfortunate. And take the win-loss out of out of the equation. Just set that aside for a second. Davion was a freshman last year. They were qualifying for the NCAA tournament. Tournament goes away. Comes back, second leading score. Comes back a better player. They get to the top 10. Struggle, 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 but find themselves in the dance, and now he doesn't get to play. So that's what I – my heart aches for the kid. You know, yeah. the work they put in, and especially this year, like the sacrifices that all these players have made on every team – every coaching staff, training staff, the sacrifices they made to give us a tournament. And then for any kid on any team, much less a sooner, have that taken away from him in the ninth hour. That's rough. And, and that's what, that's the worst part of the whole deal. Yeah. It's that negative byproduct of what COVID is. And, you know, it's a, it's a gentle reminder that, Hey, we're not, we're not through this completely yet. I mean, yes, things are opening up. We're getting back to a little bit more life as normal. I went to my first live sporting event the other night and, but we're, we're still, you know, we still got guys testing positive for COVID. So yeah, I mean, thank you for bringing up that perspective because that really, it's a huge deal for these guys to be able to play in March Madness. I mean, if you're a high school basketball player looking to get a scholarship, like that's the, one of the things that you're really, really looking forward to is being able to play in March. And so we'll, we'll, we'll talk about another Sooners player who's on the move in a transition 
Uh, moving a little up to the Pacific Northwest. We'll do that coming up next here on the Locked On Sooners podcast. But before we do that, I want to tell you about betonline.ag. Look, are you trying to get in on the March Madness action? I'm sure you are. If you're into sports betting, BetOnline has you covered. They've got college basketball, NBA, NHL, Major League Baseball is coming up soon. They even cover awards, TV shows, and reality TV. They have you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. So head over to their website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code Locked On. That's betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. And now, oh uh, yeah, it's Built Bar time. Let's talk about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market. I've had not one, but two today. I had a coconut puff. I had a white chocolate cookies and cream after the workout. I might have a third before it's all said and done. Who knows? But they have Built Bar Madness going on as well. You can follow them on Twitter at Built underscore Bar. And look, their matchup today, salted caramel versus cookie dough chunk. And you just throw cookie dough in there. It doesn't matter what follows it. I'm taking cookie dough every time. So cookie dough chunk is going to get this win for me. But they're having a bracket on Built Bar of which Built Bar is the best. So head on over to at Built underscore Bar. Get in on the action there and go to their website and order some Built Bar using our promo code LOCKEDON15 and get 15% off your order. Again, that's promo code LOCKEDON15 to get 15% off your order at BuiltBar.com. And if you love the Big 12 Conference, I know you love your Sooners, but if you want more coverage of the Big 12, especially as they enter March Madness, still looking to fill out your bracket, still waiting to see who's going to be available, go download Locked On Big 12. Josh Neighbors does a fantastic job of covering all things around the league, covering Big 12 baseball, spring football, plus March Madness. You can hear Locked On Big 12 on any podcast platform and on radio.com. So go subscribe to Locked On Big 12 wherever you get podcasts. And now we're going to get into a little bit of football talk now as the news finally came down that Brendan Rendley Hiles Buki is on the move. He's finally made his decision on where his next stop is going to be. He's been in the transfer portal for quite a while. Uh, it seemed like he got a little bit lost in the portal, but uh, yeah, he found he's found his spot. And David, he is heading to the University of Washington. He will be a Husky and uh, low key. Uh, the University of Washington Husky. I had a a big like gigantic double XL T shirt of theirs when I was in middle school. Uh, that was one of like two college football T shirts I had. This is just a little side note. This is, has nothing to do with Brendan Riley Hiles. Uh, them and Miami Hurricanes. I just had like these oversized T shirts back in the mid nineties. But anyway, well, that's, it, that's a side note. No, it's not a side note because it's actually been that long outside of one year, in my opinion, that the University of Washington's been like a relevant player in the national scene. I know they made the playoffs. I'm not trying to discount their CFP appearance, but yes, yeah, so there is actually a correlation there. I mean, right. we, we can we can bring it all the way back to yeah. Washington's not a great program. That has nothing to do with Buki, but has everything to do with the fact that it's a Pac-12 school that I just feel like uh, gets a little bit more credit than they deserve at times. But Speaking of Brendan Radley Hiles, speaking of the lightning rod, the most polarizing player that I can remember in Norman on the football team, and a guy that came in with five stars, a guy that came in with thousands upon thousands of followers on Instagram or Twitter, and was the first guy, I think, in the social media era to come in as a brand to Norman, came in with a nickname, came in with, you know, the coolest hair that anybody's ever walked onto campus with, let's just call that like we see it, like amazing hair flow, 
amazing swagger, everything that I think Sooner fans were dreaming he would be. And then the performance just never, I think, equated to what the expectations were. And even to the point, you know, getting Sooner fans take uh, on Twitter during the, the transfer news, I think you see a lot of people now that he's leaving are being a little bit more positive on the way out saying, Hey, you know, always be a sooner. And people are saying the right things, but I think they're saying that now because it's easy to be gracious when you feel like you're loaded and you're just, you know, he's kind of, you, I think a lot of sooner fans see this as he kind of did the sooners a favor by removing himself from the equation and not being a distraction and not being a, a senior that gets his job taken or things like that. So I think a lot of the positives I was seeing, I was kind of reading between the lines thinking these same people that are being positive now, I'm pretty sure I saw being very critical back in the fall, but that's okay. Yeah. Um, so I, easy, I think it, it'll be interesting. Yeah. It's easy to be critical in the heat of the moment. And there were, there was a lot of heat on Buki during the fall and, and every fall there is, it's just one of those guys that he plays with a lot of fire and a lot of spirit. And sometimes that leads to some poor decisions on the field, but you know, I think, you know, we, we're not going to sit here and trash him. I think Lincoln Riley said it best about him. He's just one of those glue guys in the locker room. I mean, yes, there were some mental errors, but I mean, he's a guy that's going to be missed in that locker room, especially amongst the guys that he came in with. I mean, he's, he's been a part of that team and have been a part of a lot of the success of this team over the last few years. And, you know, moving on to Washington, it's, it's going to be a big gift for them. And, and as much as people might've been frustrated with, the performance on the field at times for Buki, he did make some big plays at big times and big moments and big games for the Oklahoma Sooners. Yeah. I wanted to read a few tweets uh, from our fans on Buki. Cause we put it out there. Like what's your take on Buki? How will he be remembered? Uh, how do you feel as he moves on? And there's three interesting perspectives here. And I want to kind of respond to each one of them uh, at sooner for life. One says Buki deserves to go to a place where he can be a star. OU is not that place, unfortunately. OU is not easy or for everyone. And that, I think, is a pretty good take. Um, the only thing I would dis- disagree with is that nobody deserves to be a star. You, you earn the right to be a star. So, Because right. I don't think that there's any guarantee he's going to be a star, quote unquote, at Washington. I think he'll, he'll contribute well and he'll likely start. I don't know if he'll be all Pac-12 or what his ceiling there will be with the Huskies. But I do agree with the fact that OU is not for everyone and that there's a, a standard there that's going to have to be held to that, you know, like not everybody's going to come in and be uh, an all big 12 guy, a Thorpe award guy. So the fact that you know, Alex Grinch came in behind him and recruited so well behind him that it's a different team that he would have been playing on this year than the, the team he signed to play with from a personnel standpoint. Then we have, I'm going to make sure I get his handle right. At Isaiah Lamonte one says right move. Hopefully he gets more snaps as a cornerback to help his draft stock. Got high hopes for him. I don't think the cornerback spot is the answer when you're five, eight, five, nine. I just don't, I mean, to me, like, you know, if you wanted more snaps for Buki as a corner at Oklahoma, that five eight five nine corner matchup, that's what got Oklahoma into this problem to, to begin with was the undersized corner. So I don't really see – John, do you agree? I mean, corner is not for him. Well, I mean, he could be a slot guy, like a nickel guy that comes in and plays you know, against the, the Drake Stoops 
of the world that, you know, more of a matchup guy. Like I think of a guy like Jordan Lewis who played for Michigan, uh, then got drafted by the Dallas Cowboys. Not a tall guy, 5'9", 5'10", but he's got some length to him. Uh, and he's got that that edge to play in the slot, which you gotta have. You gotta have some toughness to play in the slot because a lot of times you're playing against some bigger wide receivers or some quicker wide receivers as well. So, you know, just on a side note, like the University of Washington is actually a really good spot for him to land because they are a DB producing factory. Like they produce sure. some really good NFL defensive backs. So, all right, continue. Yeah, they also had um, a defensive back that was a great NBA basketball player. Do you know who that was? Not a great NBA player, but a, a memorable one. Nate Robinson. Oh, snap. Yeah. Yeah. Nate That's Robinson. Really yeah. Uh, interesting two-sports star that doesn't get enough credit for playing playing DB at Washington. That's crazy to me. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. I mean, he, but he was basketball short. He wasn't like. Yeah, exactly. Bugsy he's bugs, Yeah. Know. He's like probably like 44 inch vertical short also. Yeah. So, so. yeah. And feel free to like fact check me on that. Like I'm sitting here probably like just <laughs> in my mind's eye. I know he played for Washington, but feel free to fact check me. Yeah, we'll, um, we'll we'll check on that. Okay, so the other one is this is a a longtime listener, a fan of the show, friend of the show, Billy, whose handle is at tx born sooner. He says he will hopefully finally get to play corner. He never got a shot here. Mm. Billy, man, look, love your support of the show, but if you're saying he never got a shot at corner, okay, I think he got far too long of a leash at times as a safety with the penalties. I think he got more opportunity to go out there and keep going out there than I think any player I've seen when you look at the the body of work. Now, if, again, the same thing I was saying about the previous tweet, corner just doesn't seem like the, the answer. Now, like you're, and you're talking about the nickel, that's kind of what he was doing at Oklahoma. He was right, coming exactly. in with nickel packages. So as a straight up shutdown corner, like I just don't see that being his skill set. I do think there's good football for him to be played in the Pac-12 at Washington. Uh, and I think it might be end up being a great fit for him, and I, and I hope it is. I, I have no thought of him, you know, it, that it being a good thing for Oklahoma for him to go out there and struggle because Oklahoma is going to be just fine. And Sooner fans should want former Sooners to go find a good fit when they don't have one in Norman uh, because the talent has surpassed them. So, no animosity here, but I just I don't see corner as the fit there. No, and I think Washington will probably have him slotted right as a slot corner you know there's and there's nothing wrong with that like in the modern nfl where teams are playing out of 11 personnel 70 percent of the time or more on average like that means you're a starter if you're a slot corner in the nfl in today's game you're a starter because nickel is base defense anymore uh but yeah i mean we wish all the best to Buki. like if you're carrying animosity towards a player even after they leave like that's that's kind of when I don't want to be preachy or anything like that, but let's check our attitudes a little bit. Like there's there's nothing for us to gain having a bad attitude about somebody who's departing. So all the West to you, Buki. We enjoyed you while you're here for the ups. We'll we'll forgive you for the bad. That's just the way that we're gonna roll here on the Lockdown Seniors podcast. Do I do I have to um cheer for Kevin Durant though? Because we can we, that's that's a separate no. conversation. No, no, okay. No. No, he wouldn't have sooner. <laughs> okay. I was going to say, because as long as we're, as long as we have that, we don't have to necessarily apply that to Kevin Durant. No, 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 no. You... I'm applying this to amateur athletes. Okay. Not, fair not enough. to professionals that are choosing to go make millions upon millions because they can't beat the golden state warriors and decide I need to go find a championship somewhere else. And then, go then go win that championship and then go somewhere else and make millions upon millions and 
team up with another star and then recruit your good buddy from another team that you played on previously to go win a championship with because he couldn't win a championship because he wanted to go chase millions in Houston. And this is not locked on thunder, but Hey, shout out to our guy, the guy, the phenomenal Ryland styles, go check out locked on thunder for all of your, uh, Kevin Durant, James Harden animosity. Yeah. And that's all hypothetical, right? Like surely no one player would leave a great situation in Oklahoma city and do all those things that you just mentioned. That's a purely hypothetical scenario that would never happen in the world of competitive athletics with anybody that has a heart and a soul and has played sports. But yeah, especially when he had a restaurant just right down the road from the, or right down the river from the the stadium. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. but you know, those things don't matter. Yeah. It's all good. And and you know what? Hey, it's 2021 and I'm not even bitter about it anymore. Clearly. So, you know, we all move on. I'm not even a Thunder fan and somehow I'm bitter about it. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, you can't all have Dirk Nowitzki on your team. That's just just the way that rolls. So. All right. We're done. We're out of here, John. (laughs) Get out of here on that. (laughs) Get out of here with Dirk Nowitzki. One year, the one year wonder. Get out of here with that. Yeah. Nonsense. Hey, arguably the greatest, you know, single postseason run for a single superstar in NBA history. We're just going to throw that out there. I, I won't, I won't dispute it. Yeah. That. Who I mean, who who doesn't enjoy reliving that Lakers sweep? I mean, come on. Who doesn't enjoy watching Dirk labor down the floor? You know what I mean? Like, who doesn't enjoy that that methodical run down the court? Yeah. And- hey, hey, he's the guy that changed the game. He's the reason that Brady Manick can spot up from from the uh, the left corner and shoot threes. So just well, just putting that out there. Maybe. Brady Manic against Mizzou and, and potentially Gonzaga. So that's right. If, if that's what it takes for Brady to go dust off some Dirk highlights, then yep. hey, Brady. Yeah. I know you're listening, bro. We'll get the Dirk videos, get your inspiration, mm-hmm. draw it from the title run, and let's make it happen for your yep. one shining moment. That's right. March Madness highlight yep. clip. Yeah. We need Austin Reeves to channel a little uh J Kid, a little J a little Jason Terry, or Emoji Gibson can be Jason Terry, Kirk Weth yep. can be your Tyson Chandler, Brady Manic. Dirt and whiskey. Hey, we're making all kinds of perils. Sorry, sorry, Thunder fans. I really, I do want you to win a title. My one of my best friends, he's a Thunder fan too, and I feel for you. I really do because that sucks that you had those three superstars on your team, and yeah, so sucks. I'm sorry for bringing all that up. My apologies. <laughs> you can please don't please don't leave us a one star rating because of my Mavs fandom. It's okay. We're going to draft everybody good for the next five years. Yes. Every fifth grader, all your, all you great fifth graders, you get your pair, you get a great fifth grader, Sam Pressy's coming for them. Okay. Okay. So just like keep developing your fifth and sixth graders because we got all the picks. That's right. You know, yeah. A lot of big things coming for the locked or for the thunder. So yeah, go check out locked on thunder with our guy, phenomenal Ryland styles, but that's going to do it today for the, I'm just tongue tied, man. I I did not expect for us to go in that direction, but we're having, we're having fun here on the Locked On Sooners podcast, but that's going to do it for today's episode. Make sure you go and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. We're available on Apple, Google, Spotify, and you can follow us on the radio.com app as well. Follow us on Twitter at Locked On Sooners, on Facebook, Locked On Sooners podcast, on Instagram, Locked On Sooners, wherever you are social media and make sure you follow David at D underscore walk 74, myself at John Nye Williams. We'll catch you tomorrow for more of the preview for the NCAA tournament. Boomer. Sooner. And thunder up. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. 
Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.